for Pembrokeshire. 57 new cases of the coronavirus have been recorded in the Heweldar Health Board area, according to yesterday's figures. Public Health Wales data showed there were 15 new cases in Pembrokeshire, 36 in Carmarthenshire and 6 in Ceredigion. The total number of cases in Wales is now 246,205. A man from Milford Haven has pleaded guilty to being drunk and disorderly in a public place. 37-year-old David Cooper in Milford Haven pleaded guilty to the charge at Haverford West Court on August 3rd. The court heard that on July 2nd, Cooper was behaving in a disorderly fashion whilst drunk on the town's Gelliswick Road. He was fined £80 and made to pay court charges amounting to £119. Pembrokeshire Coast National Park Authority are issuing reminders to the general public to respect archaeological monuments and their surrounding communities and leave no trace of their visit. Over recent months, an increase in visitors to sites has led to access issues and evidence of damage. Since the increase in tourism, the footfall in these areas has increased, along with reports of careless behaviour creating problems for local communities and the sites themselves. Some of the issues faced so far include fires being lit, stones being damaged or removed, gates left open on working farmland and inconsiderate parking on narrow verges and in front of farm gates. Community archaeologist Thomas L. Jones said whilst it's great to see that people want to explore our past, we must be mindful that these monuments which have been in place for thousands of years are of national and international importance and cannot be replaced. A young man has demonstrated his entrepreneurial spirit by holding a jumble sale outside his home, all for a good cause. Daniel Bainan raised £350 for each of Paul Satori Hospice at Home and Dementia UK. He decided he wanted to give something back to the organisations that had assisted in the care of his family members. He prepared a video for use on social media to promote the jumble sale and a poster to put up in his school. Daniel said, I wanted to do the jumble sale because I wanted to raise money for the charities which helped my family members who are not here anymore. I miss them every day. My aunt Julie and Bampi Dennis Hillier. That's why I picked Paul Satori and Dementia UK. Speaking on behalf of Paul Satori, Tony Marie Dawkins said, Daniel is an inspiration. I would like to thank him and his family for choosing our vital hospice at home service as the beneficiary of his fundraising. A man from Moncton was fined after breaking COVID rules. Sean Boswell of Moncton was seen away from his home during the emergency period without reasonable excuse. The incident occurred on January 17th. 29-year-old Boswell found the case against him proved in his absence under the single justice procedure on August 5th at Fenechley Magistrates Court. He was fined £1,760 by magistrates under the Health Protection Coronavirus Restrictions Wales Regulations 2020. Boswell was ordered to pay a £176 surcharge and £90 costs. I'm Charlie James and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Pure West Radio. I saw you dancing in a crowded room You look so happy when I'm not with you But then you saw me caught you by surprise A single teardrop falling
It's Monday evening, that's Ariana Grande and The Weekend on Pure West Radio with the remix of Save Your Tears. I'm Ben Stone and coming up between now and nine, it's another Monday night with Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Let's kick off a busy show. Well, once again, a very good evening and welcome to the show, Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Coming up after eight, we'll be live on the Facebook page. Bill Kahn, Gordon Thomas and Fraser Watson with me. Our special guest will be the Secretary of State for Wales, Simon Hart MP. He will talk about his job, but more importantly, we'll talk sport this evening with Simon. He played for Cresselli in the Pembrokeshire Cricket League. He's also an avid park runner and we'll talk about the importance of sport in the county with Simon and very much looking forward to that. Plenty of other stuff to talk about as well. Nayland's cricketers so unlucky, falling at the final hurdle. A brilliant run to the semi-final of the National Village Cup came to an end yesterday as Albany scored 188 for nine off their 40 overs. Nayland were all out for 102, so missed out on that Lord's showpiece. We will reflect on that with Bill Gordon and Fraser a little bit later on. Uh, we will talk about the Olympics as well came to an end we want to hear some of your favorite moments from the last couple of weeks in Tokyo England's cricketers struggling a bit against India where would they be without Joe Root we'll pick up on that after the news at eight as well and you can get involved hashtag pure west sport but in the first hour of the show as always we've got some great interviews with some local sporting characters Bill Kahn is talking to Barry Wood who played for Kilgetty Bill rates Barry as one of the best players to play in the Pembrokeshire Cricket League so really looking forward to hearing that interview Hanford West County were 3-0 winners over Goitre United in the Welsh League Cup on Saturday. Gordon Thomas was on the Bridge Meadow. We'll hear from Wayne Jones and Mike Ellis from Haverford West County in the first hour. And Fraser has also caught up with Lauren Arthur, who has recently captained Cresselli's ladies cricket side to a league and cup double. We'll hit that interview as well. So a busy show. You can get involved as always. It's Monday evening and this is Pure West Sport. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. 
Get more for your money at OC Davis Roundabout Garage, Nayland, the MG dealer for Pembrokeshire. Adventure awaits with 0% APR across the MG range, including the MG HS, the new MG ZS and MG3. Feel the power of electric motoring with zero advance payment on the mobility scheme. And as a thank you to our key workers, you can enjoy a contribution of up to £8,500. Don't forget, all new MGs come with a seven-year warranty as standard. For more information, go online to www.ocdavis.com or call 01646 600858. Enjoy learning something new. Want to learn Welsh? Shimai, Shuduti. Do we in Hoffi Dusty Kamarai? Learning online is easier than you think. You can learn Welsh in your garden. You can learn Welsh from your kitchen. You can learn Welsh from your lounge. You can learn Welsh from your spare room. You can learn Welsh sat next to your dog. Courses start in September. Friendly tutors are there to help you learn and to make sure you have fun doing it. And the best part is, you can now do it from home. There's plenty of help available. The tutors are great. I'm enjoying learning Welsh. It's the most satisfying thing I've ever done. With 50% discount for beginners, what are you waiting for? Just sign up. Visit learnwelsh.cymru for full details. How are you, Bob? Good, thanks, Chris. Is it true what I heard? Yeah, we're officially the best butchers in Wales. That's amazing, Chris. Massive congratulations to you and the team. Oh, thanks, Bob. So what can we get for you? Well, Chris, uh, could I have a selection of your award-winning meats? Oh, don't forget to include a pack of Pembrokeshire's best burgers. Prendergast Butchers, Haverford West. Welsh Butcher Shop of the Year. Providing the finest quality meats to Pembrokeshire for over 70 years. We're open for orders either in the shop or on our website, prendergastbutchers.co.uk. If you can't get to us, no problem. We're offering a delivery service. Give us a call on 01437 763387. Pure West Radio.
Monday evening, it's Pembrokeshire's Pure West Radio with Ben on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. A really busy show coming up this evening. We've got all the latest cricket news from across Pembrokeshire after 8 o'clock when we're live on the Facebook page. And the Secretary of State for Wales will join us as well. Looking forward to talking to Simon Hart a bit later on today. But Fraser Watson has been finding out a bit more about a sport we've not featured for a while on the show as we look in to some tennis on Pure West Sport. Well, the half-dress tennis tournaments of 2021 have just been played to completion and delighted now to welcome the winner of two of those titles and that the men's singles and the, the mixed doubles actually triumphed in them with Jeremy Cross. Jeremy, who's moved to half-dress quite recently from Jersey, actually. Firstly, Jeremy, congratulations on your first two wins. On those finals at first, singles tournament against Tom Hull, very good player himself. How did you find that final? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Rosie. Yeah, yeah, it was um yeah, it was good. It was good to play my first one. And uh, yeah, lovely to play Tom in the final. He's um he's been a friend for the last year or so since I got here. Um and he's a really good player, comes from Staffordshire and is a, is a is the local coach. So yeah, he's the he was the defending champion. So yeah, so I don't know how popular it was initially, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully the people know me a bit better now. <laughs> well, Kerry Goldman Phillips well known to this show as well, and, and he part in here in the mixed up was to a triumph as well. I imagine that was as humorous as it was um triumphant was it yeah well maybe that was yeah maybe that was my way of playing to the crowd to yeah partner <laughs> carry she she asked me to play actually we didn't we didn't know each other before we played so it was really lovely it was yeah great great fun i mean she she's not been playing tennis that long only for the last uh, couple of years she was inspired by coming to the club and doing a report i think and uh, she yeah she's super keen and she was great to play with really motivated yeah it was really good fun <laughs> really good fun excellent now i know you've always got a bit of history in tennis coming from where you were in jersey and then coaching left and so on tell us a bit about your background and how you got in and progressed in the sport jeremy yeah so so i grew up in jersey in the channel islands yeah i mean i played played because my my dad was the pe advisor there so you know i, had, I was fortunate that he had a sporting background my mum was a swimmer so I had access to kind of to sports facilities which was really really fortunate um, and then like most places a bit like living here I had to get away you know I had to kind of move to to kind of get good competition and good practices so yeah I flew quite a lot from Jersey over to the UK Southampton and then eventually I went to school for a couple of years on a tennis scholarship at Seven Oaks School in Kent but then came back to Jersey to finish finish my um kind of juicy season A-levels and then I went yeah I went to Nottingham University, eventually Loughborough University, which was really great. I got a, a tennis scholarship there. Yeah, Loughborough, for people that don't know, is yeah just a really great, great sports university. Yeah, so certainly. Loads of access to, to, to stuff there. So I, I played the qualifying of Wimbledon, so that was the best I got to. Um, so I was in it about 15 matches before you see it on TV, but I was kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of t- you know, touched the feeling of what it's like to be on the grass, which was nice. Played full-time for about a, a year or so, and then kind of fell back into coaching something that you do when you don't quite succeed for some people um and then eventually went into sports psychology which is uh, some chartered psychology so yeah now, now work more in corporate settings with uh, with psychology so yeah so most of my my background was kind of university based and then i've gone on to do yeah age group stuff which is um which has been great fun so yeah you get called a veteran when you're over 35 yes, that's right <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so, so I've been, I, I played for, for England actually a few years ago in the, in the Four Nations uh, in, in that and I've, yeah, I've played a, at a decent level at that. So yeah, still, still, still hacking away at the age of 45 now. 
it's, it's excellent to hear someone with that experience and come to this area and pass on that knowledge. And in terms of that, obviously, well, your time at Half West Tennis Club has been disrupted, as 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 for everyone of late, of course, through, through COVID nineteen. But you're up and running. You're involved in the club now. How do you see that as, as a club and the community and the potential there? Have you found it? So it's it's a brilliant community. I mean, it's just been lovely to be part of of you know part of that community. I've fortunately just moved house one minute from the from the club so yeah it's, it's something that I'm really keen to get involved in in more over the you know over the coming months and, and, and years so I've got three three kids uh, my eldest kid who's nine William he, he's he's pretty keen on tennis so um yeah we we've been practicing a bit and um yeah, I think it's just it, it's, it's always difficult because you can develop juniors but then you know it's, it's my own story the need to go away and, and mm. you know get better competition against other people so i suppose you know if we can create more t- more competitive opportunities locally and bring people out here i don't know maybe you know linked to being in, uh you know a, a kind of a summer holiday destination that may be one way i think i think tournaments are the key thing to develop people you know if you have a tournament to aim at and you have an event then you've got a reason to train and then other stuff kind of happens around that and you know it's something to kind of go towards so so yeah, so having the tournament at the club a few weeks ago was great. You know, just a good opportunity to meet people and and yeah, start some start some great. Yeah, and and it's an annual event which does always capture the imagination, which has a lot of entrance and a long way that continue. But my, my final question to you, Jeremy, is someone who knows the game so well, where do you see the overall state of tennis now? I'm not necessarily just talking locally in Pembrokeshire. I'm talking in terms of the uptake of youngsters and the accessibility and maybe the increased exposure it has now. It's quite often on television and sky, not just the major tournaments, it's on all year round. Do you find the game's in a good state overall or is there more that could be done? Yeah, I mean, I think tennis is in a pretty good state. I mean, we've been really fortunate to have, you know, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic and the men's game in being great role models most of the time for Djok- Djokovic well, yeah no comment on the Sometimes, but yeah um, but certainly the other two and, and in the women's game you know awesome role models and there's just so many good players coming up in the women's game and you know Naomi Osaka as an example you know lighting the flame at the recent Olympics is just, just brilliant to get young girls involved I mean I, I know people like Judy Murray has done a lot to try and get more kind of younger girls involved and I think there could be more done there certainly yeah I think I think in the last year tennis has done okay in lockdown because it's been one of the sports where you can socially distance and numbers are sure. gone, which is which is good I know being connected with them um, with tennis Wales a bit in the last year and I think they're doing a brilliant job the leadership there I think is fantastic and they're they're really trying to push things so I think yeah in general tennis is tennis is doing well it's still still got you know some stigma attached to it as you know kind of Wimbledon time only and yeah maybe a kind of middle and beyond uh, class sport so it's competing against lots of other sports i think that's always going to continue we need to keep indoor courts locally and you know in the uk because the weather's not great you can't play sure. outside like in spain so i think yeah, you know, there's there's kind of ongoing challenges but it's in a pretty good state at the moment excellent well it's great to hear that you put so much into half the west and and Good luck with your form and your coaching and however you choose to help out there, Jeremy. And better keep on the courts yourself for the winter. You've got some titles to defend next summer now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, thank, thank you very much. Stay sharp. Thank you for your time, Jeremy. And that's Pure West Sports' Fraser Watson speaking there to Jeremy Cross. Great to feature some tennis on the show. And if you would like to suggest someone for Gordon, Bill or Fraser to catch up with or a sport we should cover a bit more on the show, do get in touch. It's sport at purewestradio.com or leave us a message on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. We're talking cricket in a few moments' time on Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. When I see my baby 
What do I see? Poetry Poetry in motion I would change She doesn't need improvement She's much too nice to She doesn't need improvement. She's much too nice to rearrange poetry in motion. It's Monday evening and it's Pure West Sports. I'm Ben Stone. We are here with G&G Builders. More at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. Great to have your company. Uh, there's lots to come this evening. We'll be talking to Simon Hart, MP, after eight. But also want some of your memories of the last two weeks. We've got the Paralympics to come, of course, later this month. What were some of your favourite moments from the Olympic Games in Tokyo. I've watched so much of it. I've missed it today. Give us some of your Olympic memories. Uh, We'll talk about that after eight o'clock. There was football in Pembrokeshire this weekend though. It went to the wire. The Eddie Merry Memorial Cup final ended Merlins Bridge 3, St Dogmall's 3, but Merlins Bridge won the penalty shootout 8-7. The Eddie May tournament has become an integral part of the pre-season campaign in Pembrokeshire and Fishguard chairman Owen Duggan was delighted at its return. It was postponed last year due to COVID-19. Fraser Watson, I know, was reporting on the game. Uh, Duggan, whose hard work was again instrumental in running things during the week, uh, said thank you afterwards to both sides for taking part and also presented mementos to the officials on the night. The game was refed by Sean O'Connor and his assistants Gareth Elliott and Marty Jones. You can read Fraser's match report at pembrokeshiresport.co.uk But right now, we love to feature in the first hour of the show on a Monday. Loads of different characters from the world of Pembrokeshire sport. Here's Bill Kahn. 
Pure to say to me, name my best three cricketers I've ever seen and played against in Pembrokeshire. I have no doubt that one of the top three in that, and arguably the top of all, would be Barry Wood, who used to play for Kilgetty, and he was a damn nuisance because he always scored loads of runs against us. He could bowl, he could bat, he was a keeper at one time. But it's lovely to have you on to talk to us. Tell us a bit about. Tell us a bit about. I mean, you started your cricket in Lahore, which is now Pakistan. That's right. Which is India. Tell us how you started out there then. Well, I started playing cricket there because a friend of the family who worked in a bookshop, he was a cricketer and he used to bring cricket books for me to read. Oh, yeah. And uh, my dad set up a net for me and uh, that's how I started playing cricket. And you took to it straight away? I took to it straight away. I, I mean, did you have coaching because you could swing a ball, you could spin a ball? You know, can you tell me you did it? It was natural. I never had any coaching in cricket at all, bat, ball or anything. I just 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 happened. To it. just happened, and it's passed on to your family because your boys are good cricketers as well. But tell me, how did you come to come to Pembrokeshire then? Because I know you played up the line as well. I was stationed in Manabir Camp when I was in the army. Oh yeah, and I met my wife who lived in Saundersfoot, Brenda. Far too nice for you. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I came to Pembrokeshire. I played for the county then when I was uh, in Manabir. Then when I got demobbed, we went to live in Kent. I played for various teams in Kent. Dartford was my club. I played for the Association of Kent Cricket Clubs. I played for Kent Twos. And then my wife wanted to come back to this area, so we came back and we settled in Saundersfoot. And that's where we shall sow our seeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, when you look back at your time in, in the county, you you know you were revered as a batsman. I was just telling you about how we couldn't believe we got you out once cheaply. But, I mean, when you look at that, you enjoyed not just the game, you were competitive, but the camaraderie as well. Oh, absolutely. And when I played for Kilgetty, I used to come and do the wicket and do the outfield and all, which was a, a great relaxation for me because I used to come home from work and uh, just go home, change my clothes and come out here, jump on the tractor and, relax. and go round and round ever increasing circles mm. without worrying about cars on the road or any traffic of any sort. I mean, you were an, a, a sort of automatic choice for the county. How many sort of, you don't remember how many times you played for the county? No, I can't honestly tell you, Bill. I know I captained the county a couple of times. I started playing for the county when Jack Michael was captain. Oh, from Narbeth, yeah. yeah. That's when I started playing for the country. Yeah. How old were you when you finished playing cricket, Pat? I think I was about 67 <laughs> when I stopped playing cricket. Mm. Yes, and uh, I can't say I regretted it because the eyesight was, had yeah. gone a little bit yeah, and the reactions that. weren't so good. But I still reckon I could score a few runs. Yeah, and you're in your 80s now, but I'm not, I don't doubt that for a second. So we'll come on to your golf in a minute. When you look back, you played in Harrison Islands and things like that. What were the highlights, Chuck? The highlight was winning the Harrison Allen with Kilgetty at Criselli, obviously, against Langham. Oh, yeah. When uh, I hit the ball and it was heading for a six and it was caught on the boundary, but the guy stepped over the boundary. And uh, Martin, what's his... Uh, oh, Evan. Evan Martin yeah. signaled that he stepped over the boundary. So the ah, sportsmanship, then, yeah. But no, it wasn't Evan Martin no, who caught me. He was, he yeah. was stood, sat there. Oh, by the yeah, boundary, he was by there, yeah. And he signaled that it was it gone for a six and the umpire awarded us yeah. and we won the game. But you won leagues, you won cups. But, you know, what about the best innings? Can you remember your best innings ever? My best innings was probably when I was playing for Davin in the South Wales Cricket League against Swansea. And uh, I scored 169 and it was... I opened the batting. It was the second time I'd opened the batting for Darren. And from the word go, 
I found the middle of the bat all the time and I had a really, really exciting knock. And that's that's probably the best knock I've had. They had some very good cricketers playing for them. Then Jim yeah, Presley. Yeah, playing high standard then, yeah. Jim Presley, uh, uh, John Marshall, leg spinner who turned the ball both ways. But yeah, that was probably my best knock ever. Mm. Listen, I could talk to you all night. I'm not going to let you go for a minute. We're watching cricket. But hang on a second. Will you talk to me just for a little while longer? Yeah, go on then. Well, that's great to hear Bill talking to Barry Woods and we'll hear the second part of that interview. It's so good to feature on the show. Different characters who've played their part in sport in Pembrokeshire. So more to come. If you would like to suggest someone that we could feature on the show, uh, do email us. It's sport at purewestradio.com. We love to hear your suggestions. Or you can leave us a message on the Facebook page. And the second part of that interview is coming up after CeeLo Green and Forget You on Pembrokeshire's Pure West Radio.
Pure West Radio with CeeLo Green and Forget You. Haverford West County were 3-0 winners on Saturday on the Bridge Meadow. And that was against Goitre in the Welsh League Cup. It was 0-0 with 12 minutes to go. A grand slam finish from Haverford West set up that victory. We'll be getting some reaction. Gordon Thomas spoke to the manager, Wayne Jones, and assistant Mickey Ellis. And we'll hear from both of them before 8 o'clock this evening. Simon Hart, MP, Secretary of State for Wales, joins us on the show as well after eight talking cricket because I know he's a former Criselli player in fact still does play and I think was in action yesterday in the President's Cup also a big park runner as well I know he's a big fan of the Colby Gardens park run we've got Simon joining us after eight o'clock but now uh, let's hear a bit more from Bill's interview with former Kilgetty cricketer Barry Wood Barry Wood is still with me here at the cricket, cursing me because he wants to watch the cricket and I'm moithering him. But Barry, it's lovely to talk to you and I can't let you go without talking about you as well as being a, one of the best cricketers. You're a very accomplished sportsman because one of the things I know is in your time, badminton played a huge part in your life as well. Tell us a bit about that. Well, I played badminton from the age of about 11 onwards when I was in, in, in Lahore and I belonged to the Royal Jim Connor Club and my dad was a tennis player and I did play a little bit of tennis and my claim to fame is I served an ace to Yaroslav Drobny. No! Uh, who was Wimbledon's, oh, yeah. Wimbledon's singles champion. Yeah. We didn't, we, that's the only, only point we was won. Was he I Egyptian? Think. He was yeah. Egyptian, yeah, exile. Yeah. And that was the only point we won in the men's doubles, my dad and <laughs> myself. But yes, um, badminton, I played badminton all my life and when I came to Pembrokeshire for a while there was no badminton clubs here. And then we formed one in Saundersfoot, and uh, we had a, a big club going in Saundersfoot. Mm. We used to run five or six teams there. Unfortunately, all that folded, lack of interest with the youngsters going away to live. Yeah, I played quite high. I, the highest achievement in badminton in Pembrokeshire was getting to the men's doubles semi-final of the Welsh Open. Did ah, you? Sorry, I apologise. The Welsh Close. Welsh Close, yeah. yeah. Which was played at the Ganwy oh, in yes. North Wales. North Wales. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and as well as that, then um, hockey featured in your life as well, hockey, which is a, more of a national sport in in, in in your former country. That's right. Yeah, I captained the county at hockey. We had a hockey team in Saundersfoot, and we played that on the all-weather pitch in Lanyon Barracks in Pembroke Dock. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what position did you play then? I played at right back. Did you? I thought yeah. you'd have been a striker knocking them in. No, no, no. I used to take, I used to take the short corners, but did I you? played at right back. Yeah. 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 And what about sort of players of what sort of calibre was it then? We had one chap who followed by the name of Ian Carlis. He was a under twenty three English international. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was down here with some construction company or another, and we had a chap called Mike Bailey, who also played in an English league before he came down to live here. And now we had a good side in, in Saundersfoot, actually, at the time. A lot of local boys played. Some of them never played hockey before. They played mm. football, and uh, they adapted themselves exceedingly well to the hockey. Now, I, I think it's fair to say, I can tell people, you're uh, about 84 years of age, yeah, yeah? yeah? And now you've taken up golf and you're playing that as well, you blighter. I play golf as often as I can, as often as my wife allows me to play, which, yeah. is, which is practically every day. She's very, <laughs> she, she, she's very, she's very, very Brenda, good. stop it. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah, I played I played a golf club called Trifloin in the Denby area. Mm. And I play three or four times a week. Mm. And at 84, you're still playing off what? At the moment, I'm playing off 18. I have been down to 14, but I'm playing off 18 at the moment. Yeah. And what about your sort of accomplishments in that? Have you have you you know played won anything with that? I won the uh, seniors championship at the club uh, three years, four years ago, just before the COVID. 
and uh, apart from that, I won a few little trophies here, there, and everywhere in minor competitions. But that's the biggest one that I've won. But you're playing social golf and you're getting all around the country. I mean, you're just telling me now you've been away for a couple of days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going up to Cardiff in October for a away day, playing a couple of courses there. Uh, the Glamorganshire, and I'm not sure what the second course is. So it's quite a hard life being you, really. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it, Bill. I keep fit. That keeps me fit. I think I'm reasonably fit for my age. Oh, gosh, yeah. So you're going to carry on playing golf, and you still enjoy coming to watch a bit of cricket. It's semi-final tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I go and watch Keru when my son is playing. Unfortunately, he doesn't play as often as possible mm. because of his working commitments. But uh, my wife and I enjoy watching cricket, mm. socialise, walk around the, the Yeah, park well, you, if you only got to see it tonight, you're going to be waylaid by everybody who wants to have a chat yeah, with a great Woody. <laughs> well, listen, it's lovely to talk to you. We could talk all night, but we're going to go back watch a bit of cricket now. It's a real pleasure to bump into you again, but I haven't seen you for a while. Thanks very much. Bill, it's my pleasure. Thank you for, for doing this. And that's Bill Khan talking to Barry Wood. Really nice interview that. If you would like to suggest anyone that we should feature on the show, you need to email us. It's sport at purewestradio.com or you can leave us a message on the Facebook page. Still to come, before 8 o'clock, we're going to be hearing Fraser's chat with Lauren Arthur, who this week captained Cresselli's ladies' cricket side to a League and Cup double. Plus, uh, let's have your memories from the Tokyo Olympic Games. And the new Premier League football season isn't far away. So maybe some thoughts on who is going to win the league. Can anyone stop Manchester City? Jack Grealish was a great signing, wasn't he? Is that just the final piece in the jigsaw that's going to make City unbeatable this season? And we'll look back on Blackburn Rovers 2, Swansea City 1. A disappointing start for Russ Martin for Swansea in the Championship on Saturday. So much to get through and we'll do it live on Facebook after 8 with your help as well. It's Monday evening and it's great to have your company on Pure West Sport. The power of radio. Bad weather. At the racetrack. In the shower. Oh, sorry. All things that never actually happened. While listening, you pictured them all, didn't you? You see, radio uses the theatre of the mind. It has a one-to-one connection with every person listening. So, if you want to get your business message across, then there is really no more intimate, creative or cost-effective way than using radio. So to find out more about advertising on Pure West Radio, email studio at purewestradio.com. And we won't send our fire-breathing, water-boiling, toaster-popping crowd over to see you. Yeah, and once again, that's not real. Radio advertising. Try it today. <laughs> Witness the evil power of Bedhead. No! My hair! Won't anyone help me? Stop right there, Bedhead. Your reign of hair meddling terror is over. Freestyle, my old nemesis. You can't stop me, boyo. Guess again. Eat laser! No! I'll get you next time, Freestyle. Oh, thank you. No problem. When it comes to Bedhead, you just got a freestyle. For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers, Portfield, Haverford West on 07827445589. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. If ten million fireflies 
on Pure West Radio. It's Monday evening and brilliant to be with you as always on Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. We are going to get reaction to Haverford West County's win against Goitra 3-0. We'll hear from the manager Wayne Jones in a few moments time. But first, one of our women's cricket sides in Pembrokeshire. Good recent spell as Fraser Watson can explain. Firstly, it's been a great couple of weeks for you individually and collectively. What's it mean to you as captain to have been able to lift those trophies? The girls. Um, yeah, it was it was brilliant. Obviously, it's been a for you and there's still one game of this league season to go against Burton next week. How important was it that you got the job done against Whitland this week and now can go into next week completely relaxed and without a nervy final game? Yeah, it was we knew that Whitland were going to give us a tough game. They're a very strong team. So um, it was always, it was also going to, it was always going to be a tough game. But Before, of course, the last two cup finals, before this one, you lost to Burton, in fact, and you've been up there in the league without actually getting over the line and taking the title. What's made the difference this year, Lauren? What's turned you into to the nearly guys, to the winners, so to speak? 
Well, I think, as I've just said, I think it's just been, you know, we've, we've lost before and we've lived from like, many mistakes, but we've just really grown as a squad. This year, I think the key element for us was just commitment. We've all, you know, I've played for Kusai for 14 years and there's girls who've been there just as long or longer than me. And we've always had a good, secure squad. But this year, I've been selecting from a squad of 16 some weeks, which has made it really tough, you know, to begin with. Um, so commitment has been, has, has been key for us. Um, but it's also like our enthusiasm, our encouragement and support. Because even if girls don't play some weeks, we take it in turns. They're always there supporting, encouraging. Um, and, yeah, we, we just enjoy the game. And as well as that, you know, we're friends on the pitch, but we're friends off the pitch. And that really helps. Like, we're not just a squad. We are just, I think we're more of a community. And we spend lots of time together. We know how each other work. And we know, we know we're good at cricket. We can do that. We just need to work together. And, yeah, just go for that passion that, that we all want and that main aim which which is to win and um, this year you know luckily we have it's interesting what you say there about the growing squad and, and also being a community as well because women's cricket is coming on a lot in the county isn't it we would have had an indoor league last year was not for the covid19 and the disruption there there's more teams in the outside league now which it's a lot more competitive and and it looks touch wood there'll be more joining again next year you've you've been involved in cricket a long time but have you ever known the women's game to flourish as much as it is now in the county and are you pleased to see it oh I, i'm really pleased to see the development in in girls and women's cricket as, as a whole it's been brilliant and um, then the development over the last three or four years in particular has been fantastic uh, we did have a phase, as I'm sure um, many people may be aware, of that the Ladies League only had a couple of teams yeah, sure. available. So I think it, we were on the verge of, of not having a Ladies League if it was going to continue the way it was. But, you know, through softball tournaments, girls' hubs, you know, all-stars and dynamos, loads of girls coming through, all the youth programmes as well. And we've really encouraged lots of people to, to get into the game. Softball in particular, I think, has encouraged a lot of girls. And as well, a few years ago, we decided to go to a pairs format to encourage new players and not only to give them a chance in the game, but I think sometimes people get a bit nervous to come and play cricket for the first time. So it's it just eases you in. And we have certainly, well, in Caselli in particular, we have certainly have had lots of new players who have enjoyed this format and, it, and it's encouraged them to play. And it's great to hear from Lauren there speaking about opportunities for women's cricket in Pembrokeshire. Fraser Watson asking the questions there. It was the start of the new season of Haverford West County on Saturday. They took on Goitre United in the Welsh League Cup. Gordon Thomas was there and afterwards, after a 3-0 win for the Bluebirds, he caught up with the manager, Wayne Jones. Talking to Wayne Jones uh, after the Cup victory against Goitre United this afternoon. Are you happy with today's performance, uh, Wayne? Yeah, I think so. Um, we set targets out that you know, we want to keep a clean sheet based on what's probably defensively poor over pre-season. Um, we've done that today and you know we changed the system a little bit put maybe a few round pegs in square holes um, but obviously you know I think as the game petered through we were strong and got stronger and stronger and yeah I, I, if, in all honesty I, I was fairly confident I'd be disappointed that we can away with nothing Yeah it was great to get that goal in the second half I think that eased the tension a little bit getting that first goal uh, even though it was late in the game Yeah I think you know we, we set the formation out um, 
defensively because we wanted to work on clean sheets and, and very mindful of next week of Carnarvon taking that into mind and trying to prepare today using it as a potential friendly I know that's no disrespect to Goitre but you know obviously we want to prepare ourselves well because we feel we were a little bit behind in certain areas um, but doing that you know and obviously we, we switched it tactically to a 4-2-3-1 which you know we didn't have seven players behind the ball then so it worked better for us and obviously I think the three goals proved that then towards the end they definitely did uh, I was quite pleased with uh, Alric Jones's performance today and I thought Elliot Scott should look comfortable in the back even though he's a midfield player I don't know what your thoughts is he going to be there permanent well again you know we, we tried him we've told him to go out and you know Elliot's a very good footballer you know Alric's been playing left back most of pre-season and, and to be fair he's off-season he's worked really hard he's lost a stone in weight and you can see it in his games um, and that's credit to the boy because he's a very talented footballer if he could stay injury free you know he'd be a, play a big part for us this year um, in terms of Elliot you know again versatile and that's what we need we need players who can play in different formations and you know Elliot certainly looked comfortable there at the back to me and Kieran, Kieran Lewis took his goal well. Uh, he hit the post just earlier, uh, but he was in the right spot to take home the first goal, so that was a credit to him. Henry Jones got on the end of a cross to get the second, and then Corey Shepherd scored a late one. So that's a conf- confidence boost for next week's uh, Welsh Premier game at Carnarvon Town, Wayne, surely? Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, they're very talented footballers. That's, you know, we've brought them to the club, um, and, and you know, that's what they do. Um, it's a case of if we can do things out of possession, right? We said, you know, every game we're averaging two, even through pre-season two a game, goals. So, you know, we, we'll score goals, it's keeping them out. And if we keep them out, like we've done today, I think we'd, we'd be OK and we'd be in good shape. Yeah. Uh, looking forward, are you hoping to for a top six finish or is it too early to talk about <laughs> that? When, yeah, I like mean, you the season's just starting, yeah. you finished ninth, or was it ninth last season? Yeah. Uh, obviously, you want to improve this season and hopefully get into the top six. You've made some really good signings and the signs are looking good. It's just a matter of producing the goods on the pitch now yeah it's working together you know we're working extremely hard and the boys are you know obviously in training we're training twice a week you know we're putting all the effort and the hours in um, players are going to learn each other and we're going to get better as the weeks go on God, we know that you know and we've got too much in that change room to see Jazz come back today big boost for us done really well had a good 25 minutes there so you know we've got important players coming back you know we signed Jack um, player with international clearance missed our number nine today Ben Fawcett you know I think you know to be fair Jack Wilson done really well up top but you know with Fawcett in there as a natural nine who'll offer us a little bit more maybe in hold up play so there's a lot of positives to look out of it today and we're really pleased going into uh, next week yeah well I want to wish you all the best for next week Wayne and uh, for the season and uh, I'll speak to you in the forthcoming future mate thank you cheers God thank you Pure West scored in Thomas speaking to the Haverford West manager Wayne Jones that was a good start to the season 3-0 against Goitre it was nil-nil heading into the final 12 minutes as well and as well as speaking to the manager Gordon spoke to Mickey Ellis a long-standing member of the Haverford West coaching staff. I'm down uh, the Bridge Meadow for the first game of the season against Goitre United in the Nathaniel Cup and uh, I've got a real cu- character and a jack of all trades he tells me. Mickey Ellis is uh, alongside me to have a chat. Mickey, how has things been going during the, the Covid pandemic down the meadow? The pitch looks absolutely superb. Well, the pitch, as you can say, is a gang of us now involved and uh, it's to Kevin Holding and Alan Thomas they've orchestrated and done all the hard work and then between us all we've all chipped in to get it back to the levels that even when Dan Duffy was here looking so it's, it's excellent condition yeah it's definitely looking great it's the best I've seen it for many a seasons uh, Mike so obviously you've obviously been working hard during the summer months yeah yeah well basically you know back up to uh, Wayne and uh, Waggy coming in 
uh, Gary Richards. Uh, we've got experienced players in um, again this year, so it's getting those to gel together with the existing players, uh, academy players which have come through, which are very proud of that the academy coaches are all doing a fantastic job with the 12s, 14s and the 16s. Um, it's evident we've got three or four players now in the first team squad, which is probably uh, unsung heroes in the background there, they, they're doing their job. And, uh, the players then can play any level of football in Wales at this club. Which yeah. is what we said. The, the structure is obviously working uh, now, Mike. For many years it has struggled. Obviously not being in the uh, Premier League with all the funding, that didn't help. So obviously with a new chairman, Rob Edwards, he's obviously uh, looking forward to keeping the, the Bluebirds in the top flight. That's why he's made the sign-ins. Yeah, definitely. It's great to see some people coming in with uh, helping the club out financially. Rob's very ambitious and that's what he wants. With the quality players we've got coming in and the quality coaching staff we've got, uh, there's no reason why we uh, can't set our sights high and, and qualify for Europe. Obviously you played Welsh League, Pembrokeshire League, you've actually managed at Pembrokeshire League and here at Half West County. Think you can cut the grass and if they were really short, I'm sure you could go out there and still play. Yeah, definitely. If I, My agent has been on to Wolvesy every season, but apparently Wolvesy's turned me down. Like, you know? But on top of that, I've said that these grey hairs represent the goal I've scored you know, over the years. But somebody said, you haven't scored that many. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, how are we looking forward now, Mike? What are you hoping from the season for Half West County? You've mentioned uh, all the structure below and everything. What's the reality of it in the Welsh Premier this season? Uh, you finished, was it eighth last season or ninth? ninth. Um, I think you're, you're hoping for a top six finish. Do you think that's realistic, Mike? Or yes. is it just important to consolidate uh, the position? Yeah. I think we surprised a few people last year with uh, the quality we did bring to the, to the league. And I think we finished uh, ninth. And at one stage we were sixth pushing, or seventh, seventh pushing for sixth. But I think we fell short with, with a bit of strength and, and uh, expertise that, you know, in, in certain areas. But this year we're stronger. So hopefully top six is a realistic target. And that's see, see where it takes us. But I think um, with the quality we've got, it's definitely top six will be ideal for us this year yeah there's some exciting new signings Lee Idsey for one has come back as goalkeeper very experienced uh, he took over from Lee Kendall back in the day who was a superb keeper for the Bluebirds so I'm looking forward to seeing how he performs uh, to be honest you yeah. do in the course of the season yeah well it's nice to be the role reverse because obviously we had good players in the past like Lee Idsey Kendall Wyn Thomas Rhys Griffiths all went on from this club and uh, achieve good things and achieve success. But it's nice to see some of the players coming back now with experience and passing it on to the youngsters then. So it all bodes well for the future. Yeah, definitely, Mike. I wish everybody at Alpha West County all the best for the forthcoming season. And obviously, you, Mike, uh, you've told me that you're retiring and you're not going to spend much time down here. That's what you've told the wife. I haven't mentioned it to her yet, but... Uh, I've asked her to come down and work in the kitchen, but she said no too quickly. <laughs> no, good to catch up with you, Mike. We'll uh, have a talk during the course of the season. You take care. Reaction to Haverford West's 3-0 win against Goitra there with the manager Wayne Jones and that was Mickey Ellis speaking to Gordon Thomas. We are proud supporters of the Bluebirds right here on Pure West Radio. Right then, it's Monday night. It's nearly 8 o'clock. News next. And then we are live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page with more to come in the second half of Pure West Sports. <laughs> 